In the Gospel of John, this particular time in the life of Jesus starts out this way. Before the festival, his hour had come to depart. In the Gospel of John, it's not altogether clear that it's the Passover, though all the other synoptic Gospels make it very clear that it is a Passover feast. And so we assume in the Gospel of John that it is also a Passover, a Passover feast. It's a celebration. Sometimes we Christians, as I was reminded this week, make Monday, Thursday out to be a very somber affair. And at the end of our service, we will clear things away and because we will have read into what happens next. But the disciples were gathering to celebrate the Passover. It was the night of their deliverance as a people. They were being freed from 400 years of slavery, and they, got, they were celebrating that however many years later with that meal that they were preparing. And it happened as we hear in all of the Gospels at a particular time and a particular place. And this story happens especially around a table. And the sharing of this story, because I've been talking about time on Sunday, I asked what time is it? I'll again ask what time it is for you, for us tonight. But the sharing of this story of this week transcends time. Because here we are, 2,000 years or so past when this particular thing happened, and here we are, in a sense, reenacting it or talking about it. It transcends and it transforms time. It changes what we believe about the purpose of our time, what we ought to use it for, how we might use the time that we have. What's interesting to me as I've thought about time is that really time doesn't change, right? I mean, it, it, if you talk to those who measure time in this atomic way, like it just clicks along, like it's going. It's, there are things that happen and it's just, it, it moves. It doesn't, as we might say colloquially, give a rip about what you're up to or what I'm up to. It's just going. But our experience of time changes all the time doesn't it? If you've ever known anyone who has chronic pain, time for them is very different than those of us who don't. If you've experienced an illness where you're waiting for a result from the doctor, you know that time, your experience of it, is very different than when you're waiting to get on the plane to go on your trip that you've been waiting for for months and months. Our experience of time changes all the time. And I think if our experience with this story, with God, in Jesus, with the church, and with our faith, if it's not changing how we experience or, or want to use or experience our time, then maybe we ought to ask why. Why doesn't what we hear here 
or when we're at home reading the scripture, or when we're praying, or when we're out doing something? Why is it, if it isn't, changing our experience of time and what we want to do with it? Jesus came to that time, and it says, knowing that he had come from God and that he was going to God, the time had come. On Sunday, I talked about a couple of different ways that the Greek, there are two, a couple of different words for time in the Greek, at least. One is chronos time, and that's that just that clock time. And there's kairos time, the time when things are ripe for the plucking. That tomato on the vine is perfect. You could pull it off, and if you're of the want to, just bite right into it. Eat it right there. It's so good. Or that apple or whatever it is. Knowing he had come from God and was going to God, the time had come. Time to show the disciples something new. Or to reinforce what he'd been saying all along. And so he takes off his robe, gets up from the table, puts a towel around his waist, and he assumes the role of a slave, of a servant. This would not have been something that a rabbi would have done. Today, we, we tell this story and we just say, oh yeah, Jesus just got up from the table. And I don't know if you remember when the new pope was elected and one of, the, one of the things that he did very early on was he went, I think, into a very poor area and he just washed feet for a few hours. And people were astounded that the Pope would wash people's feet, but he took very seriously this role of being a servant. We just don't expect people in power to assume the role of a slave, especially in that time where roles were very defined. And so he so he's going to wash them, and Peter's like, oh, well, you know, you, you would never wash me, Lord. You're my teacher. Like, that's not appropriate. And, and I think the message here is if, if we're going to serve, if we're going to take seriously this commandment to love and to serve, we also, and this is very hard for us, we also have to learn how to be served. How can we allow God to serve us? To love us? How can we allow other people to care for us? Because I don't know about you, but I know about me. And you know what? I'm just fine. Thank you very much. I'd rather not have your help because I'm, I can do it. Right? And in our culture, asking for help, even though we talk about it all the time, oh, it's okay to ask for help, it's great to ask for help, it's wonderful to ask for help, we tell our kids they should ask for help. What are we doing? Mostly not asking for help. We're going to do it ourselves. We don't want to be served. We, we, somehow we've got in our head that's a sign of weakness, that's, that's being needy or something. But, but if we're going to serve, we've also got to learn how to receive service. And this is an amazing teaching I mean, it would not have been, it would have been, I think, very incredibly revolutionary for the time. These roles were so well defined about who did what, and Jesus is breaking once again the barriers. 
And Jesus is a great teacher. And he sets a great example. And so many people stop there. Yeah, Jesus is a great teacher. Jesus is a great example. That's, that's what he is. Well, those of us who believe, believe that it, he's much more than just, just a teacher, just an example. He is, we believe, the Messiah. He is the Savior of the universe. He's the second person of the Trinity. He didn't take his position there as the second person of the Trinity, as something to be, to be held on to, but poured himself out and became one of us. He, as one translation calls it, he says, he moved into the neighborhood, called people around the table, called all people around the table to welcome them to the table, no matter where they were from and who they were, be fed. He served them all. Today, a writer that that I read sometimes reminded us that in this story, and it was something I'd never noticed before, after Jesus is taken down from the cross and the male disciples flee, they never go back to the cross. Jesus meets them again in the upper room around the table a couple of times. They come back to the table where they've been fed, where they've been shown how to serve. Just thought I'd plant that seed for you to think about. This meal is a sign, it's a symbol of being poured out, of being broken open to serve and given so that others can live. That's what Jesus did. And he did it once and he did it for all. But we're called to a similar path, not the same path. Jesus had his path. We have ours. But we are being called to ask ourselves, what time is it for us? What, what is it the right time for us to be doing now as people of faith? Where is it that our voices are needed? Where is it that our bodies are needed? Where is it that our hands are needed? And how is it that we need to allow ourselves to be served so that we can do this serving? Because there's a dynamic to it. We cannot just be out there giving, 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 going, going, going without Receiving, receiving, receiving. And so Jesus in his life and his death and his resurrection frees us from the brokenness of sin, this, this desire to just focus on ourselves and to do what makes us happy, to be free to serve, to be free for serving, to live for justice and mercy and love to live into the gospel, the good news that Jesus brought to us for all people. For all people. It is time for us to remember this.
And so how does this story change and transform your experience of time? Let that question fuel your thinking this holy week. Amen.